0: Good morning, everybody. We're here on the set of Manufacturing Matters in Boston at the Boston Vision Show, and also we're co-located with the Autonomous Mobile Robotics and Logistics Show. And today, I am lucky enough to be speaking with Greg Hollows, who is Vice President of Product Strategy and New Product Development in Edmund Optics. Definitely one of the benchmark players within the machine vision and imaging space. So, Greg, thanks for joining us today. Happy to be here. I appreciate it. No problem. So, as you've been walking around the show floor, tell us a little bit about what is exciting and what you're seeing. Well, what I've been seeing is,
1: uh... The advancement of technology, coming out of COVID, everybody was just happy to be back right. at events and activities a year, year and a half.
0: ago. Although it has been an extremely busy second half of
1: 2022 yes. in terms of the shows. Yes, yes, absolutely. But what, what I've been seeing that's uh, different, you know, people came out of the COVID era and there was a little bit of new tech. Uh, people were starting to venture out there, but they were, they were just happy to get their products back in front of people that they had already. Right. What we see now is all the R&D and development. We're starting to see things come together, new products being launched, more things in deep learning and AI uh, and, and there's just a wider range of things coming out on the camera side mm-hmm. uh, that's going to really help develop the future of the optics and lighting markets.
0: So as you see these these new markets, these new applications that are coming out, how is that affecting Edmund's either product development or processes, overall organization?
1: So from an Edmund point of view, what we're seeing is uh, needs and demand for things that are lighter weight. Uh-huh. We're seeing bigger sensor sizes. We're seeing expanded wave band that we're going to have to de- uh, deal with. Right. So it's actually not altering what we're doing, but it's additive. Because the old technologies aren't going away, these are all supplemental pieces to the puzzle. Right. But what we have to do is design the products that are gonna marry up to the new sensor technology, the new illumination technology to make things go. And that's a big part of our focus actually the last 18 months and through the next three to four years is all these new product families that need to come together.
0: So does that mean that Edmunds is going to be more active in assembly creation for their customers, more sure. uh, camera, optics alignment? How will that change what you're doing daily?
1: That's a really good question. What we're seeing is uh, there's a need for sensor technology and optics technology to be brought together. Right. Uh, you, you can do the, the straightforward uh, thread together or, or, or snap together sort of assembly setup. Mm-hmm. But a lot of these things to actually take advantage of the sensor capabilities that are occurring, you need to be aligning optics and sensors together to maximize performance to get the full uh, capabilities. A lot of cases, you have to align the illumination to it as well. What customers are asking us to do is do that subsystem for them. Right. Um, so it's not a final product per se. It's a piece that goes into another product that people are asking us to do. And it's really that sub-assembly and module work that's becoming a big part of the future developments at Edmund.
0: So are you going to be more of a turnkey solution provider for some of your customers, maybe in the embedded space and, you know, consumer products, medical, other key verticals? Well,
1: in a lot of this, it's about following where our customers want us to go right. and servicing our needs. So in some cases, it'll be turnkey. Some cases, it might be some standard product that goes into that space to help uh-huh. them, but it would all uh, where we're trying to meet the needs of those emerging customer requirements.
0: Earlier, you mentioned about increasing wave bands that we need to be paying attention mm-hmm. to outside of the visible spectrum, right? Mm-hmm. And we're all familiar with in-gas sphere, uh, you know, Xenix is doing more long wave infrared mm-hmm. over there. Are you, do you have the quantum dot detectors uh, on your radar? Is that something you think is, is, is gonna significantly change SWEAR, lower the price points, expand mm-hmm. the market? Uh, the Sony's copper um, uh, SWEAR sensor. Mm-hmm. What, what do you, when you talk about those wave bands, what do you think about
1: it? I think this falls into that emerging technology that I was talking about. Right. Um, lower cost has always happened with all sensor technology, whether it's something that's disruptive that replaces the existing or there's ways to get the cost down.
0: Right. <clears throat>
1: We've seen that for the last two decades, right? Um, so it's all very promising. I think right now what we're, I say, waiting to see is what is going to catch on because everything has its pros and cons right. and what's going to become that dominant thing that will change the cost of that marketplace to make it more affordable outside of just laboratory use or high-end surveillance and security.
0: Can you give us a couple of those applications that are new to mm-hmm. Edmund Optics, perhaps like Autonomous, whether it's in the warehouse or out on, mm-hmm. the, on the street level? Uh, is that something that, that Edmund has really got on its radar? And, and do you see more of the machine vision technology transferring beyond the factory?
1: Sure. Sure. So you talk about Autonomous, whether it's in the warehouse or in the vehicles, uh, smart delivery systems. Uh, right. I think everybody's seen commercials for uh, uh, pizza companies that are delivering via Autonomous <laughs> vehicles. So Vision's all a part of that. Uh, but that and drones, uh, being able to look at our food supply, things that are going to enhance mobility, things that are going to enhance uh, you know, efficiency and capabilities. The, what, what we're seeing there is you need something that is going to be lighter weight, as ruggedized, is repeatable, right. doesn't have a lot of variation over temperature or vibration, whatever it may be. Right. That stuff backs in to what's going on in factory automation, it only enhances those spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, If you take something that's designed for an autonomous vehicle and you want to guarantee it does not move and it points in the same direction all the time, right. that also helps when you're building an instrument that's doing metrology in the factory, True. that you want to guarantee that uh, vibrations or just even delivery doesn't alter the calibration of the system. Same sort of ruggedization requirements in two totally different markets and the markets that we're talking about outside are definitely transferring back into the traditional markets we've been in for a long time.
0: Now I know there's a lot of buzz, especially at this show, with autonomous warehouse solutions, of course, mm-hmm. and we're all very excited about the, the future of autonomous vehicles, mm-hmm. uh, on you know mainly car vehicles, mm-hmm. passenger vehicles, but a, a market that's really engaging me and, and, and exciting me lately is agriculture. You mm-hmm. know, what I mean, when is machine vision mm-hmm. going to really get out there into the real life? Uh, so is it's that something- in there
1: more than you would you would think? Um, I'm, I'm you know, not surprised
0: by that. It,
1: you know, at these trade shows or events and these activities, right. um, you know, your, your traditional agriculture companies, are they're, wand- they're here, they're wandering around, but they're not front and center. They don't have a booth or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these companies are enormous companies, so there's a limited amount of customers. Yes, but what we are seeing in the agriculture space is the same. So they're already doing things. You'll see like the, the same thing you'll find in the high-end cars now, where you can see all the way around your vehicle. Mm-hmm. That's already happening at some of the big agricultural manufacturers to be able to go into the fields, in and out of a barn or a, a storage facility. Right. That's already happening. Autonomous vehicles are coming into that space. It's actually an interesting space for this industry because it doesn't have such high volumes that it moves over into things that are more in the consumer electronics space for manufacturing. Right. But what we're also seeing is new technologies coming out. There's a company out there that's using lasers to zap weeds. They're using a vision system to identify them, and they're burning them out of the ground with a laser. So you're seeing photonics and imaging getting into the field all the time. People right. looking in the fields for the health of, of a plant, the quality of the food, before it's even picked, in the field so they can either leave it behind hmm. or know that they have to do something in that area of the field. So this is happening very actively. Right. Uh, I just think it's in the background for a lot of what people think of traditional machine vision.
0: So is this going to is this really represent an opportunity for exponential growth of machine vision technology out in the other space? I mean, as we get down to consumer products, as we get out into the real world, I mean, is this going to be a watershed moment? Do you see, for I,
1: I see it a, a pivoting moment. It's probably a longer pivot. I don't think it's exponential growth. Okay. Uh, for some people, it will be. Right. Um, if, if you're lucky enough to win the contracts to be on a vehicle like we see driving out here, that right. that's game changing. There's very few of those things that are out there. But when you start talking about agriculture and uh, drones for uh, overseeing a field or looking at uh, uh, infrastructure, like power, gas, things like that. Right. That is going to be a significant growth area. I think what's beautiful about this is that the machine vision industry, what we think of as traditional factory automation, so much of it's tied to semiconductor. Mm-hmm. And it's, as you add in these other markets, they help mute the ups and downs of the semiconductor industry, which actually creates more stability for the players in the market and long-term that's health for the industry.
0: Are we ready to be able to ramp up that production? I mean, let's say I MN mean, Optics gets you know uh, the optical elements for the new lidar system in Volvo, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, selling millions of units per year. Mm-hmm. Um, is that something that we're ready to respond to?
1: Yes, I believe so. when you look at other industries, that's a lot of that's glass and metal mm-hmm. um, sensor technology. And what we've seen is Sony's been able to ramp up to do things for Apple. We all know that Sony sells to Apple. Right. Uh, and you're talking hundreds of millions of units, and Apple isn't even the biggest smartphone manufacturer out there that has cameras in it. Right. You see things for the solar market. You see things for uh, automotive in the glass area. Aluminum and metal are things that are highly available because of other markets. So the ramp-up should not be problematic. You might have some hiccups along the way, but the actual raw material is where the issues would be, and that supply is reasonably solid outside of geopolitical issues.
0: That's wonderful. That's fantastic. Um, Greg, I've always wanted to ask this one question. It's a bit of a softball question, but what do you say to people who think that optics is just a commodity? You know, that the mm-hmm. lens I put on there really isn't important about the success or failure of my machine vision system mm-hmm. or even, you know, my, my new consumer system?
1: Well, the first thing I would look at is, is why do they think that? Right. And, uh, you know, we're here on, on camera today, and it's because companies like Sony, Nikon, Canon have done such a great job over the years of marrying optics and camera together mm-hmm. that people think it is one unit. Right. And that's what the expectation is in the market so i don't see it as as from an optical side as something that's upsetting it's just a chance to educate and explain okay well why do you think they have this many products oh it's to do different things okay it's not an accessory right and that's where you get back into machine vision always has to dial into specifically what you're trying to do to make your application work the best and it's really an educational opportunity and most
0: people do appreciate that and As a community and an industry, I think we'd all like to thank Edmund for taking such a lead role in that outreach and education over the years. I know that so many of the integrators I speak to, as soon as they get a young engineer in, the first thing they do is sit them down in front of a PC, go up to the Edmund's website and say, okay, start learning about MTF, start learning about these key elements in optical and, and how to use the photon to be successful.
1: Well, that's been an enjoyable part for Edmund as a company. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of the nice things about working for a family-owned company. They're very into engaging the community and developing things. It's a fat, we think it is a bigger family, right? and that's why we do it. It's really an enjoyable part of the experience of working at the company. That's fantastic. That's fantastic.
0: Next time they're hiring, let me know. Okay. You got it. So today, thank you much, Greg Hollows, joining us from Edmund Optics. Really appreciate your time on Manufacturing Matters. If you guys have got any questions for Greg or if you'd like to join us in some future show, we'll hope you'll share, like, reach out to us through the website, through LinkedIn. And until we see you next time, bye-bye.